even on a daily basis, you're going to get shit wrong all the time, and it's okay, because if you ain't failing, you're not even trying. Hi guys, welcome to another episode of the Glasgow podcast. Um, looking forward to this one today, I've, I've tracked this man for a few few weeks now, um, and we've kind of missed each other a few times, so it's good to, to finally get it done. I've got Graham McCaskill on with me. Graham, how are you doing? How's it going, Gary? You all right? Yeah, good, mate. I'm, I'm going to use your own um, description here, haircutter and creator of sexy vegan food. That sells itself, really. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it says in the timber, man. <laughs> That's why I'm also over this to me. I'm going to put it so we get 45 minutes out of this. <laughs> Oh, I love that. Right, we'll 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 go with we'll go through the both of them. Um, okay. But we'll we'll go with the the kind of hairdressing side of things first. Um, how did you get into all that in the first place? What was the the reasoning behind that kind of career choice for you? Uh, to be honest, it started with lack of choice because I didn't really do very well in school. I, I didn't really have the attention span for it. I was also pretty badly behaved as a kid. Um, and I ended up with my behaviour getting kicked out of two schools. So not the greatest start uh, to go into a kind of working sort of kind of life. So basically what my school done was they sent a sort of kind of careers counsellor guy over to, to my house to find out what my interests were, mm-hmm. to find out some sort of what, what kind of route I could go down. As I've also, I've never done any exams. I've never done an exam in my life. Right, really? Uh, Are you like standard grades or anything like that? I'm missing my standard grades through being suspended and expelled from school. So, yeah, I, I had absolutely nothing. Right. Um, so, but yeah, so the school sent somebody to try and figure out what my interests were and what I wanted to be. Mm-hmm. And um, apparently, when I told them I wanted to be a footballer or a professional wrestler, that wasn't good enough. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, <laughs> so, uh, I used to always kind of experiment with mowing hair and kind of the way I dressed and stuff like that. So it was actually the guy that pointed out, he said, you know, you look like kind of quite like kind of creative and stuff. Why don't you think about hairdressing? Mm-hmm. And I, first, first I was just, Ab- absolutely not. I said, my, my pals will absolutely rip me for that. Aye. This was 18 years ago and it's, yeah. it's different now, you know, it's, kind of, it's, kind of, it's kind of cool to be a barber now, but it wasn't then and I didn't go to be barber. I, I didn't even go to the barber. I went to hairdressing to mm-hmm. be with, you know, so I was doing ladies' hair. So just like quite unconventional, especially for the sort of kind of, you know, kind of character I was portraying at the time, I guess, yeah. the whole bad, bad, bad kid in school sort of kind of thing. So it was, it was a bit, a bit left field. But to be honest with you, um, I just wanted rid of the guy and I just told him to write hairdressing down. <laughs> and, away, <laughs> and away he went. And then within days, he found me a place to work at and I started working in hair salons. And um, here I am, still going strong. So, yeah. And do you enjoy it? Is it something that you, you've got a passion for now, would you say? I did it at first, I absolutely hated it at first, mm-hmm. um, because again, it was, it was a whole different world, I was surrounded, but it was more you know, female dominated, and just, it was just so different from what I was used to, you know, so mm-hmm. I hated it, and um, I literally would, wanted to leave after the first week, but my dad wouldn't let me, he's like, right, wait, if you can find something else, then you can leave, mm-hmm. and I was just, I was just in didn't really give a fuck, so I just, I just didn't leave you too early. <laughs> <laughs> so I was just like, okay, I'll stick at this, and then after about three months, I really, really did develop a passion for it literally overnight. Mm-hmm. And the salon I worked for at the time took me to uh, this big fancy hairdressing event down in London. And uh, I just saw all these kind of guys and like, kind of straight guys, quite cool guys. So it was, but there wasn't what I'd seen when I was working. You know yeah. what I mean? 
So I was like, all right, cool, this maybe is something I could get into. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then when the stuff, I seen like hair getting done on stage and all the kind of session work and all that, I was like, oh, no, that's what I want to be. I want to be on the stage and I want to be doing the sort of kind of session work. And uh, I literally did from that day fall in love with it. And I went back to the salon and I focused and I just tried to get as good at this as I could possibly be. And, yeah. I mean, I've got, I've got to ask, how was, the, um, how was the reaction for your pals when you told them at that point that that's what <laughs> you've, got to, you've got to do? Not as bad as I expected, to be honest with you. Um, I kind of hung about with a kind of decent group of guys, so nobody ripped me too much, to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. Um, and I kind of kept distance from everybody in school. Like, I literally I hung out with three guys in school, and I still I still talk to them now, now to this day. Yeah. And everyone else in school, like, I just I don't know my life at all. So I, I distanced myself very, very quickly. Mm-hmm. So I never even, I, I was never around to hear their opinions, to mm-hmm. be honest. So, yeah. And did you... With school then, was it just something that you just couldn't be bothered doing or did it just know for you or how, how did you find it? Well, that, that's that's the thing because see, nowadays I, I'm, I'm so passionate about education and about learning and I always want to learn different things. I'm always throwing myself at different hobbies and, you know, I want to understand everything. So I obviously, you know, always kind of had that. It's just the subjects that were, they were teaching me just, just weren't my thing. Mm-hmm. I think that's all it was, you know, so I think it was... I'm not making any excuses, but I was probably let, let down by the system, maybe a little bit. But obviously, I take a lot of responsibility and ownership as well that I wasn't easy to deal with. So, yeah. Have you met any of your teachers or anything since then? I'm all, no, no, I've actually, like I've actually never bumped anyone. <laughs> I've always wanted to. <laughs> I'm pretty sure if they've seen me, they've run a mile with myself. Uh, no, still to this day, never, never bumped into a teacher, not once. Yeah, you know what's going to happen after this, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> well, I hope so. Let's see the word there. <laughs> <laughs> awesome, man. I suppose then, from the thing that I wanted to ask, obviously, from, from being a barber, it, it seems to be a kind of massively saturated market now. Like, there's so many guys that want to go and train to be a barber, there's so many shops that, that pop up. How how do you find that and obviously try to kind of drum up business for yourself with that kind of challenge? Yeah, yeah definitely is. There's a lot more people want to go into it now, and you know that that was that was great because when I started barbering, um, you know, it still wasn't there yet. You know, it was still kind of looked down upon as 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 a as opposed to hairdressing. Mm-hmm. Hairdressing was always seen as a more kind of creative. You know, it was always like kind of a higher standard of work. Barbing still wasn't there yet. It's still like kind of backstreet shops and that kind of in and out sort of mentality. Mm-hmm. So we needed to kind of raise the standard in order to get like kind of some respect back. So I'm glad that more people are into it. More people are focused on it. Uh, Instagram was a great thing for barbering. It allowed people to showcase their work and learn off other people. Yeah. So barbering is is the standard and it's so 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 high just now. And I'm I'm glad of that. As as far as a young guy coming in and trying to build up a client base. That's the that's probably going to be the difficult part. Mm-hmm. I have to say, I'm I'm very lucky that I got in there first, and I had managed to build up my clientele. Um, I've shut my diary now for maybe almost three years, right? So I don't take new clients. Um, so I'm I'm very lucky in that respect. I've managed to get in when I could, mm-hmm. but yeah, it must be tough for some of the newer guys coming through for sure. How did you How did you find it at first when you were in that kind of position of trying to build clients? What What did you do to try and get people kind of coming to you more than once? Oh, to, to be honest with you, without trying to sound too cheesy about it, it literally just be yourself. Mm-hmm. And I know that's not always easy because when I'd always tried to be myself, sometimes whatever I worked never allowed for me to be myself. They want you to be a certain way. Don't swear in front of clients. Don't do any of that. You know, I just found that always being real. Mm-hmm. People buy people at the end of the day. Yeah. You know, 
you could you could be the worst barber out there and you still be feeling booked every day if you you know if you relate to people you know and that's obviously you want to be good as well it's so important to have both it's, it's about trying to get a balance of being who you are and being good at what you do and once you create that balance you know that's that's kind of it really um you so yeah personality as well don't you big time uh, i found like I, because i'm into loads of different things myself and i can kind of see things from other people's point of views quite a lot I can relate to you know a lot more a variety of people, um, so I feel that that's what for me. If, you, if you're just like in a one dimensional, you're going to attract the same type of people, and you're not going to be able to try and get everyone on your side. Mm-hmm. You'll never impress everyone anyway. But the more things you know and the more you can relate to, the more successful you're going to be. Yeah, and that must be good. Obviously, that you can you can sit not that you're going to sit and rest on your laurels, but you can sit and say. I've got a full appointment book there and I know if I want to, I can go out and open it and get more in that. That must be quite a good deal of satisfaction oh, yeah, definitely. for you. Oh, absolutely. And that's the thing when you, it's, it's kind of, I mean, although I'm busy, like if I decide to open my diary again, it's, you're, 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 you're creating that illusion of like someone who's opened up their book. It must, it sounds like a kind of big deal. Mm-hmm. So you, you all have people right there waiting who want to come in, you know? So, yes, yeah, it's, it's a good place to be. No, definitely. Definitely. And from the kind of, on the, the barber inside of things, who do you take inspiration from or who has inspired you kind of coming through? Stuff, um, to be honest with you, when I was growing up, there was always different hairdressers here and there mm-hmm. um, who you'd looked up to and stuff. And uh, that could be from people who you walked beside or people you saw in magazines or, or in, on, the, on the big stages. Mm-hmm. Um, my inspiration is constantly changing and I think I think you have to constantly change because the world constantly changes Yeah, you know what you want as a person constantly changes especially you know I've been doing this since I was 15 I was 33 in a couple of months yeah. you know I, I, you change more than ever between those ages at any point in your life I would say yeah. so you're always looking for different things I wouldn't pick out anyone who I'm inspired by but you can be inspired by absolutely anyone it doesn't have to be any it can be somebody at the top and it can be somebody at the bottom you know, mm-hmm. yeah. take take your, take your inspiration from all around. Mm-hmm. Don't even take it from barbering, take it from other things, other industries, how you like people do things. I might like how a, a personal trainer carries himself on Instagram a certain way. Yeah. And I might want to incorporate that into my business. So take inspiration from everyone. Don't limit yourself to, to certain people, you mm-hmm. know. No, definitely. I think you're right. And I think a lot of people probably close themselves off to doing that and they don't want to mm. kind of maybe adapt other mannerisms or yeah. behaviours that they see people do because they think, mm, I don't know if I can carry that off, but yeah, you're mm-hmm. absolutely right. It's just, you're never going to know if you don't try. For sure, man. For sure. The, the, you've obviously touched on it there. So you're 18 years doing it. Obviously, when mm-hmm. you came into it, it was something that you you weren't kind of overly keen on, but you, you were doing it. Coming through, obviously, from then to now, is there any kind of key bits of advice that stand out for you or any kind of defining moments for you within that time? Um, to be honest with you, no, I never really had anyone who was particularly a mentor to me mm-hmm. um, because I was never I was never settled enough. I've worked <laughs> I've, I've worked in 24 different salons and barbershops. Wow. <laughs> and, I've been, I've been, and I've been sacked from most of them. <laughs> Why is that though? Why do you think that, that happens? Uh, Again, it's probably just down to, you know, not being easy to deal with, especially the younger stages of my life, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, always had, having an issue with authority and all that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess, and I don't know, I'm, I'm a bit outspoken, I'm very opinionated, I don't hold back. 
and I'm very much just very me, and a lot of people can't take that sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess it just doesn't always work. I'm maybe kind of ruin the environment, I guess, for other people. Yeah, and that that's fine. Um, it's, it's neither my fault or theirs. It just means I wasn't in the right place mm-hmm. because I, I have been in the right places where I has worked and it's worked tremendously. Yeah, and it's it's made me who I am because I, because I fit with that. Um, whereas these other places, I didn't fit, and they didn't. There wasn't a fit for me. It wasn't a fit for them. Mm-hmm. But what they do without me might be great. Yeah, but what I do without them also might be great. So it's not about someone being right or wrong. It's just about not actually matching and fitting in together yeah. and it's okay you shouldn't feel disheartened by that and it definitely never stopped me I just knew that I love what I did enough that I'll always find the right place and I'll always find the right way to do it might take longer doesn't matter you've got time yeah so, rather than keep yourself in the one place where you know you're, you're not kind of comfortable time. I think and that, that might work for some people definitely didn't work for me so I was never around anyone enough to, to have a mentor basically to go back to your original question mm-hmm. I think it's probably you, you get that approach which is refreshing and again it's probably a fear factor for a lot of people because I know people mm. that are in jobs and they hate it and they could oh, easily yeah. go somewhere else and, and absolutely smash it but it's just that kind of blood I don't want to walk away from this it's the whole unknown yeah. side of it but listening to you talk about that that's just what you're kind of dying to say to people but it's, it's got to be in your <laughs> own head do you know what I mean you've got to yeah. make that, that jump yourself definitely I talk, I talk to people every day who tell me the exact same thing you know, they hate their job and you know, I've got grown men who are like, oh, trying to get back to the lunch break ends so they're not a minute over time so they don't get in trouble. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, fucking hell, that's, not, that's just not a way to live, man. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah. You're like, this is a grown man that's telling me this. Someone's giving me a trouble for being a minute late over your lunch. It's The whole system's broken, man. Ah, it's crazy. Um, and yeah, people come all the time and people, especially people, young guys who finish uni and say that they've done like, oh, yeah, done four years of uni, I hate it. And they're like, I may as well do it now to spend four years on it. Four years is like, so like forgettable in the grand scheme of your life. Yeah. Four years is, is absolutely nothing at all. I've been doing this as, as as I said, eighteen years. I may not be doing this forever. Mm-hmm. I may chuck it next year. I may chuck it in ten years, and maybe I will do it forever. Who knows? Yeah. But I've got, if I if I've been doing this forty years, and I decide to chuck it and do something else, I've got no fear of that. Mm-hmm. Because I feel if you can do something once to be successful at it, you can do it in multiple things. Definitely, definitely. I think it's finding that mindset, isn't it? And then just taking it forward. For sure, man. What else was I going to say there? This is this will probably touch home with you. So if you've let's let's give you the scenario of having a a young Graham strolling into your your barber <laughs> shop with the same same approach to life, same kind of outlook at, at seventeen, eighteen. How mm. if if that person came to you and and looked for a bit of guidance or a bit of advice, mm. what what would you say to them? Knowing obviously where you've been and, and where you've got to now, what, what would you say to that person? <laughs> I don't think it matter what I said, I don't think I'm going to listen. <laughs> <laughs> but, but I would definitely would relate to someone who's a lot more like that uh, because I feel people are, aren't looked after enough, mm-hmm. you know, not that I'm looking for, not that I was ever looking for any sort of sympathy, yeah. I would never have wanted it, but I think, you know, the system doesn't really, you know, account for people like that. They just kind of churn them off and try and get them in something else. So I think just put an arm around someone, mm-hmm. uh, especially like that, yeah, Asian who's young and, you know, they don't know what they want to do, they feel, you know, they don't know where they're at and stuff. But I, th- I think just, yeah, lending sort of kind of good advice to them and just telling them the truth, man, just fucking tell them the truth. Yeah. 
Um, Dunn is not easy to earn. It's hard. It's going to be hard work. You're going to you're going to fail. I mean, I've I've failed. I feel constantly, mm-hmm. constantly. But you only need to be successful once. Yeah, exactly. Do you know what I mean? And I I want to be successful more. I want to be successful again. I want to, I want to try other things and be successful at that. But I'm fully aware now that I'm going to have to fail hundreds of times, even on a daily basis. You're going to get shit wrong all the time, and it's okay because if you ain't failing, you're not even trying. Mm-hmm. And if you have you always been that way, or has something kind of prompted you into that way? I think I've grown into that way. Mm-hmm. It's not like I was, I mean, I never had this sort of kind of knowledge when I was younger or anything, um, but I just feel I'm constantly growing and constantly, ex- it's just, you're just going through life experiencing things. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Uh, I'm constantly just, yeah, I feel I feel like I probably, it's coming from the same place that it's always come from, from being younger, you know, a bit, you know, anti-authority, but against the grain, yeah. outspoken. I've always been that, and I'm still that. I'm just channeling the energy in a different way, which I know works for me. Mm-hmm. And as I say, if you if you can make mistakes and be comfortable with making mistakes, then you you can constantly succeed. But you kind of let you kind of let the failure get you down. You just can't. Yeah, it just it, it probably ends up consuming people as well. Yeah, totally. And see if you fail something, and then you think I don't want to do it again. Maybe you actually don't want to do it again, and that's yeah. okay as well. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't have to stick at something just because you know. There's, there's things I've tried and there's things that I've not followed through on, but that's fine. It just means it wasn't for me. Yeah, yeah. But I'll constantly try out things that I do. I mean, I may try something for even a few years, and if I say it's not for me, that's fine. It wasn't wasted. It's still that you still learn so much in that time, mm-hmm. and you can use and you can use it for other things. You know. Yeah, there's always a learning to take, no matter no matter 100%, 100%, what. Hundred percent, hundred percent, man. No, definitely. You, le- you, le- you, le- you learn more in the things that you almost don't succeed with in mm-hmm. a way. Yeah, that makes sense. No, I totally agree. Um, for you, obviously, for for that period that you've been doing it, I'm I'm hoping you've got some from eighteen years. But is there any kind of highlights for you, or any kind of do you know what I'm I'm fucking good at this job? Was there anything that's uh, really stuck out for you? Um, I don't know. I think we're just one one. We're closing my diary. It was a massive a massive thing. I never thought I'd be able to do that. Mm-hmm. Um. Because especially when I when I was when I was a hairdresser, I, I really could not build a clientele at all. I was hopeless at it, and uh, I don't think it was in my ability. I think it was in my personality. I just didn't really, I didn't work in that environment. Yeah. As soon as I moved to barbering, like, it just it just fit for me, you know. Mm-hmm. Um. So I never ever thought, and I was actually told by an old boss, I would never ever ever be able to build a clientele. And I guess that stuck with me. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Because I just kind of, you know, drove me on to actually. To actually do it. You tell me I can't do something, I'm gonna go in and try and do it every time. And did they did they give you a reason why or was there any kind of chat around it or Yeah, just they just said it was my attitude. Uh, but there wasn't too much chat around it. They just said they just said I wasn't someone that could do it. Mm-hmm. They they always they, they did say to me how like, how good they thought I was and I probably been more, you know, better on the stage or something and doing that sort of kind of more kind of editorial sort of work or mm-hmm. session work yeah. uh, doing here, which I, I did do uh, for a couple of years there. Um but it just wasn't for me either, to be honest with you. I didn't really enjoy the whole politics of it all. Mm-hmm. But I still loved the actual performing and doing here on stage and talking through to a crowd. That was, that was, that was a lot of fun for me. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. but it's good as well, I suppose, that you've you've taken that comment and just kind of rolled with it and then obviously you're in the position where you are doing it. And yeah, you're, for sure. You're kind of justifying the the end game by, by yeah. doing things your way. Yeah, definitely. Uh, another moment as well was just getting more in shot. That was a big deal. Mm-hmm. Um, so the shot's been open a year and a half now, and it's it's going great. It was pretty pretty good because I'd built my clientele up before. It was a smooth transition. 
So it wasn't like I was having to build a business. I was literally just telling people to go to that, go to a different address. It was pretty smooth. Yeah. Did that uh, take away but, the kind of fear factor for, for opening up yourself because you had that oh, yeah. base? Yeah. Yeah. I actually had, had no fear at all. Um, I say, like, it's just a small shop. It's me and another guy, and mm-hmm. he's self-employed. He rents a chair off me, so he very much does his own thing. Yeah. You know, if you're trying to open up a bigger shop with more staff and try to get more clients in, that's a lot more challenging than, than what I'm doing. I've got it pretty easy, mm-hmm. to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, so I don't want to take anything away from anyone who's starting a barber shop. It, it can be hard work, but I guess I just put in the graft at the start, and it just was an easy transition for me. So Yeah, but then I suppose as well, obviously, you, you've had to put that work in, but it was just before you got to the opening of shop stage. You'd already done yeah. that, that kind of graph sure. at, at that point. Um, yeah, definitely. If you, if you were able to, obviously, the, the, there might be people listening to this who are in that position where they're coming out of school and they maybe don't have options or they've maybe thought about going into barbering but don't really know much about it. What, what mm. advice would you give to somebody in that position who's maybe thinking about it or they're on the fence about doing it? I say if you're thinking about it, try it. There's no, there's no harm in trying it. There's also no harm if you don't like it. So, yeah, there's plenty of good shops in the city centre now, Glasgow, or even outside of Glasgow, wherever you listen to this. There's great shops everywhere now. So, go into a great shop and try and get in, even for one day a week. Do it for free. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, my, my first job, I was I, I worked for three months for free before I was even paid. Yeah. But because I was, you know, leaving early from school, it was considered an extended work experience. So, you know, work for free, do mm-hmm. it. It's all, it's all worth it. Yeah, definitely. Um, so get into a good shop and get watching good people. Uh, you'll go to college as well. I, I, I didn't go to college personally. Um, I don't think that highly of it, but it's good to go and get practice done, I guess. But you're really going to learn from, from good barbers and good shops. Yeah, just the practical side of it. Yeah. Happy days. Right, let's, let's, let's move on to your other baby. Um, <laughs> just just as well as I, I do my research by the way the name change came in this morning um, just in time for this <laughs> I know. so the, the newly named Rascal's Kitchen Rascal's um, Kitchen <laughs> and again I've got I've got to say this this tagline because it's brilliant being vegan <laughs> and trying not to be a prick about it <laughs> <laughs> I never thought I'd ever read that you, you, you say it back to me especially on the podcast <laughs> I never thought that one through <laughs> but do you know something <laughs> and it's even it's probably from my experience of friends of mine that are vegan and see when mm-hmm. I read that tagline I'm like fucking hell he's going to be popular because that I, th- <laughs> I think that puts people off because see when there's, there's times I talk to people about it and I'm like, Jesus, man, mm, just, yeah. just chill out. We um, can be pretty full on. Yeah. <laughs> I, can't, I can't lie, I've definitely been that guy, but, you know, it's all, it's all part of learning. And, you know, sometimes when you, when you go into these things, like going into veganism, you're, you're so kind of, you, you become so, like, kind of aware to, like, how horrific, like, you know, the home eating dead industry and all that is. Yeah. You, you, yeah. You, you are annoyed about it and you just want to go out. It's almost like you're going to tell everyone. It's almost like you, you've, you've seen the end of the world and you're trying to tell everyone. Yeah. And they're just like, oh, shut the fuck up. Do you know what I mean? so dramatic. So I get it. We've, we've all been there. And just, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm still there some things. I can't, I can't lie about it. But I'm trying my very best to not be a prick about it. <laughs> so. so what um, what prompted you into then starting to do like the recipes and things like that? Where did, where did that come from? I don't know. Well, I've always enjoyed cooking, and well, since since I've um, since I stopped eating meat, I, I started getting into cooking. Um, because when I first went vegan, it was eleven years ago. 
and the food back then wasn't wasn't great you know mm-hmm. restaurants didn't know what to do with me and my parents didn't know how to cook for me yeah so it was up to me to start figuring out what could be exciting you know so mm-hmm. as a way of trying to turn people on to it that it isn't just boring fucking eating salads and shit like that all the time you know it can be quite exciting so yeah. i've just always been into it it's just something i've always done um and then when i try to talk to you about animal, animal rights as you say you sometimes people just don't want to listen to it. they're just like oh don't fucking bore me with that mm-hmm. but if you can if you can show them how, how good the food can be then you know that's another way of kind of getting people on your side i guess mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um so that's kind of what prompted it and to be honest with you, it's just a lot of fun it's just a lot of fun to do it man um so yeah yeah good i watched um <laughs> i watched your video last night um I'm not even going to try and pronounce what it was that you were making when you got the vegan aglio olio. Oh my god! <laughs> it's it's the um. Do you know that that just is how I feel when I'm in the kitchen and you put something in a pan. And you're like fucking. Hell. I think you just I think you just speak to people on that level when you're getting through these videos because I guarantee you when people are trying to copy what you're doing, they will uh, they will see all those swear words. Yeah, it's an absolute stick on. <laughs> the kitchen rage is absolutely real, man. I know. So I, I try it as I think. It's, I'm, I'm trying to make it fun. Do you know what I mean? It's a bit cheesy, it's a bit cringy, but it's kind of got to be. Do you know what I mean? It's, um, no, it's, good, it's good fun, man. Uh, and are you getting a lot of feedback off the back of it because your followers are, are going up massively? On the, the feedback has actually been insane. Yeah. Like in the first, I think in the first 10 days, I had, had some like 17,000 views mm-hmm. uh, between four videos. I was like, ah, what the hell, man? That was, that was pretty quick. So. Um, yeah, but it's all really just people, you know, liking and sharing and stuff like that. People don't realise how much of a massive effect that has on being able to grow a business and grow a brand. Yeah. If someone's out, if someone's out there trying to grow something, drop it a fucking like and a share or a comment. It doesn't. It doesn't. It takes two seconds. We're on. We're on Instagram all day anyway. Mm-hmm. Let's not. Let's not lie about it. No, so definitely. definitely. Everybody's been great that way. People have been sharing and stuff like that. And uh, yeah, it's it's fun. We want to kind of keep doing it. And I say it's a sort of fun, man. So yeah, keeping at it. Did you just, did you think it would kind of blow up like that initially, or did you think it would be a slow burner and, and kind of get yourself into it? I didn't think it would go anywhere near as quick, to be honest with you. Right. Um, but still, still, still nowhere near what I wanted to be, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and when you're when you're someone who kind of strives for success or thing, it will never be somewhere you want it to be. You're always going to want more and more and more. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I'm just working hard at it. You know, I'm having fun with it, and if it stops being fun, then I'll stop it. Yeah. You know, there's, there's there's no there's no sense in doing something if you don't enjoy it. But so for now, man, I'm, I'm enjoying it. I'm, I'm loving it, and people are liking it. The feedback's been great, and um, as long as I'm having fun, man, I'll keep throwing content out there. Yeah, but, yeah. No, I, I think it's, we'll see where it goes. It's it's definitely worth doing. I mean, the, the, I think the question I had, I'd had a wee look last night and the night before, and I was just looking at different kind of pages that are doing similar stuff with kind of vegan recipes and, and showing you how to create different meals, but. I mean, I, I have an idea in my mind, but I'm just curious from your point of view, what do you think makes your kind of videos stand out that wee bit more? I don't know, I guess. Um, just a, I guess it's just a little bit more raw, just with like, the swearing and the rage and, you know, and things like that. And just, I don't know. I don't know, really. I follow a lot of these videos. It's all, they're, all, they're all great. There's a lot of great, there's a lot of great kind of great guys that are creating them. But I don't know. I don't know what step to separates me. I guess I'm guessing still trying to work it out myself. Yeah. To be honest with you, yeah. that's why I went. I went for the kind of the branding change and everything. Mm-hmm. Um. So I'm just trying to make it a little bit more me. And when you're seeing me on camera, it's a little bit of a rolling plane. You know, it's yeah. not the. It's not like it's not even who you're getting on right now on this podcast. This is this is definitely me talking. Mm-hmm. But 
on there, you're kind of playing a bit of a kind of presenter kind of, kind of role. So I'm still finding my feet in who I am and what I'm doing and what works and what doesn't work and listen to feedback of what people find funny and trying to be a bit funny or trying to cut out the bits that aren't as exciting. It's just I'm still, I'm still learning, man. I feel like I'm right back at the start. Yeah. And that's what drives me. I love, I love, as I say, I love learning. I love being at the start. I love trying to make something a success. So I'm very, very early stages right now, so I don't know what separates me, but I'm definitely going to figure it out. The comments are brilliant. Uh, for me, obviously, <laughs> just from from a completely neutral person, and I'm 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 not vegan either. But watching mm. it, and you kind of sit and think, "Fucking hell, I'm gonna I'm gonna try and make that." Like, <laughs> yeah. And I suppose that's what you're you're trying to get across as well. There isn't this stereotype that you're a, a vegan and you should just eat X, Y, and Z. There's obviously yeah. loads of different things, and I think the fact that you're personalities there as well and it is that kind of getting in the kitchen and fucking don't burn mm. this and keep that on and that's uh, all the things you tell yourself anyway and I think it's a typical kind of Glasgow thing people will always relate to that because it's yeah, for sure. it, it's good part do you know what I mean yeah definitely definitely I mean yeah, that's thing. keeping the mistakes in is a good thing as well but it's keeping the bits of rage or I'm angry if I spill something keep it all in there yeah yeah. keep it real don't make it too polished you know it's just I'm not I'm not a polished person that way no, what you see is what you get, and I, I plan to kind of keep it that way. No, but, definitely. Yeah. I think it's just, um, it's definitely heading for the the right track, and it leads me right. to my next question. I think well, for for both, I mean, we'll we'll call both careers because they're both potential mm. careers. For um, sure, man. What what's the future? Obviously, from the the barbering side and from the the kind of cooking side as well. Future. Oh God. Um, I don't know. It's just, I never like to think, I used to think really trying to do that whole five years advance, 10 year plan sort of stuff. Yeah. And then as I got older and started going five years and 10 years, I realised that they've never actually worked out that way. Uh, and maybe that was good, maybe that was bad, who knows. But I'm kind of taking it as it comes. I've always got ideas in mind of what I'd like to do. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I, I take it goal by goal. I don't have an ultimate goal, but I've got the next goal. Mm-hmm. So the current goal is build the brand up, get it out there, you know, get more likes, shares, views, follows, all the rest of it. I'm going to take it to YouTube as well eventually. Um, what I'd like for the next step of things is um, we're going to, I've actually got a guy already, a guy who's actually going to be filming me. Right. And we're going to actually be going into some restaurant kitchens. I've already organised three different restaurants. Oh, brilliant. That's probably going to be next year. And I'll do like more like in a long form. The long form is, I mean, like four or five minute videos. Yeah. Uh, well, I've got someone else filming me, it leaves me to film it so I don't have to do the stop and start and editing mm-hmm. and stuff, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, it'll be more like that sort of thing, that'll be more kind of on YouTube and stuff. And after that, mate, I'd love a cookbook to be honest with you. I think that'd be good fun. Yeah, so, definitely. So, yeah, that's kind of, that's, that's, that's the, that's the steps I've got in mind. And once we get to the, the, the YouTube and the cookbook, we'll take it to there and see what's next. Sky's you know, maybe, 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 maybe a restaurant, who knows. <laughs> <laughs> let's go, let's just go all the way, I love that. Love that. Exactly. Um, right, I'm gonna I'm gonna throw a random one at you. I never actually gave you a note of this, but I'm just you've kinda got my curiosity going now. So okay. for you if you were to create a create one of your meals and you can give me pick four guests to make it for oh can my be, god. Can be, can be anybody, <laughs> anybody you like and, and, and oh. the reason why. Oh my god, this is right in the spot. Four meals for anyone. <laughs> Oh, mate. <laughs> what have you done to me? <laughs> what if you just one? I can't even think of one. You want me to name four? <laughs> uh, oh, can you pause this? <laughs> oh, man. Right. Who would I want at the table? Wait, I don't know. You've absolutely stung me here. 
get, we'll, we'll change it to two. I'll give you two. Change it to two, right? Two. Oh. <laughs> there's, so, there's, there's, there's almost like so many, and then there's none. I just can't. <laughs> I've totally drawn a blank, man. Um, I feel like we'll say something stupid and go back. Well, why the fuck did I say that? I'll never affect them. I fucking hate them. <laughs> oh. Oh, so let's so let, fuck it, let's just go with the Queen and Adolf Hitler. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure it'd be some part of it. <laughs> oh, what a night. What are you, what, what are you making them? <laughs> uh, oh, what are we going to make them? Mm. What are we going to make them? I'm going to go with the, the vegan haggis recipe that I put up the other night. You can check it on my Instagram. So vegan haggis, the Queen and Adolf Hitler. There nice. we go. What a, what a vision. What a vision that is right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, brilliant. Right, my last one. Um, and it's the same one I ask everybody. Obviously, the, the whole point of me doing this is to share as many people's stories and what people are doing as, as I can. And obviously, I always ask if you know anyone in Glasgow that's doing kind of good things, I've got a good story to tell that would be good on the podcast so if you've got anybody then happy to hear about it just now mate For sure man, yeah um, that's that's a good thing with Instagram you start meeting loads of different people mm-hmm. through through sharing content and when you're, when you're creating content it's just it's just such a better place to be online in my opinion Yeah. when I was online like years ago I ended up coming off it for a couple of years but I just, I just hated it I hated how, how it consumed me and I just, I don't know, I took a wee bit of a break from it and then when I went back to it, I became more into kind of creating content and it just, it just flipped completely for me. I just, I just loved it and you start meeting great people. I'm talking to people from all over the world and, you know, I feel like I could go to a different city and hang out with somebody, mm-hmm. but really as if it's my friends. So a lot of great people out there, but there's, there's two I haven't made notes here and they're both Glasgow based. Okay. And one of them is a girl called Coach Fit Katie okay. on, his, on Instagram. Uh, she's a personal trainer, but that's not particularly why I follow her. She, she, she comes at it very more from a kind of mental health sort of kind of side of it. Okay. She's very, very open. She's probably the realest person I follow. Right. She says it as there's just a rawness there that I just love watching. Uh, she's great. She's someone that I communicate with. She shares my stuff. She's, she's great. Actually, she's, she's brilliant. Mm-hmm. I think she'd be, be great in the podcast. So, Coach Fit Katie, for sure. Perfect. And the other one is also a, a personal trainer, but again, this is also is it from the training side of it. Um, this is a girl called Fit for Ages. Her name's Debbie. Debbie's 51. And she's only kind of fairly recently changed over into a career of being a trainer. Right. You know, she's um, she's just an unbelievable energy, especially for the ages. She's out there just doing things that, you know, a lot of people are saying that you can't do. So she's an inspiration to me as well, just to, to watch her stuff. Smashing um, the stereotype. So, Smashing the stereotype, man. This is that I was looking for. So yeah, she's great. So I'd say the two of those girls absolutely smash them, man. Happy days. I will get in touch with both of them because I think that's the that's the key thing I want to get out of this is to get as many people on and and talking about their what they're doing and and getting ourselves out there because I think in Glasgow we kind of tend to put ourselves down a lot and not really bother sharing what we're, what we're doing. So the the more we 100%. can get on, the bigger the the kind of market will grow. Um, Graham, it's been tremendous. Um, I don't think I've laughed so much recording in 55 <laughs> minutes, to be honest with you, mate. Good to hear about um, Thanks so much, guys. No, we'll be good to do this again, man. Yeah, definitely. Um, and I think, obviously, the 
Rascal Kitchen started off on fire and no doubt it'll keep going because you're just keep keep being you. The videos are amazing. Um, oh, thanks, guys. Feels absolutely you know, awesome. Thank you, bro. I'll catch up you in a year or two when you're a millionaire and we can rehash this. <laughs> a year or two? <laughs> we'll call it, no, next Tuesday. Next <laughs> <laughs> Tuesday. Oh, thank you, mate. It's thank been you, brilliant. Mate. All the best. Thanks, okay. for having us, guys. Cheers, man. Appreciate Cheers, it. Thank you, mate. Bye bye. Cheers, bro.